No, no testing. <laughs> testing. 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 Do we, do we do testing to see that my audio? I'm do just I? wondering if actually slightly. Do, do, do I have to yell? Just... No, you don't have to yell. Just... Welcome to the international. Welcome to the bloody chaos. <laughs> Welcome to the chaos of this episode. Oh my god, you thought that other episodes were chaotic. You just wait until you, you, you just wait just until wait. you hear this one. Okay, so a couple of notes from me. Weirdly, the yes. country music is actually coming from my side. Um, I'm super sorry, everybody. I am in Texas currently on holiday with my mum. More suitcases going past. Hold on. Just let them roll on back. <laughs> yeah, so I'm in Texas with my mum, which is fun and cool, but yes, there is country music playing in the lobby of my hotel, despite it being 25 to midnight. Sh- Can we not just chill? There should be no just music. just chill on the music or like have some like ambient spa music or something? That is kind of my yeah, place yeah. to be. Yeah, no, I know it is. I know it is. Um, but yeah, so I'm coming at you from Austin, Texas. Oh, and tell us how it it's is. It's good. It's it's good. It's been a bit. Mm, it's been a bit chaotic, to be honest with you. Like, so my mum's flight was super delayed getting here. Well, I say super delayed. It was delayed by like a day getting here, and she could have caught her original flight. BA just like completely screwed her over. So she's going to write a complaint to BA. <laughs> And then, and then when we got to our, our first hotel, oh my God. I mean, anyone that follows me on, personally on my close friend's Instagram story will have seen that like building site that was outside of our room. It was very, we found a dead cockroach in our room. <laughs> was, oh, so, yeah. That would, that would yeah, gross me yeah, out completely. It grossed us out, yeah. Um, but it was like fine. It was like cheap and cheerful and whatever. And um and then we got to our second hotel in Austin after we went on this bus journey. My mum was like, just not loving this bus journey. We watched Lord of the Rings though. And I yeah. spoke to another woman from New Zealand. I was like, there's literally no escaping. There's no escaping this land. <laughs> um, We're everywhere. And then we get to the hotel and they're like, we don't have your reservation. And I was just like, oh my God, but I made a reservation. So they basically refused to honor our reservation despite it being an issue with booking.com. And booking.com, I rang booking.com twice. They said, oh yeah, we'll send it over. They sent it over or they sent over the confirmation. The hotel were like, yeah, until it's in our system, there's just absolutely nothing we can do. And I was like, mm, I don't really believe that, but okay. Um, so yeah, so that's been a laugh. So we had, mum and I went out onto the street. Eventually we left after being sat there for an hour and we were just treated like, like we would be like punished for something we didn't do because we booked and sort of which is so weird so weird like hospi- I always thought hospitality in America especially this part of America was meant to be really great like and the people were really friendly and lovely yeah this hotel they were not anyway so yes obviously did not want, did any, not money. want any money so I have a booking.com have now refunded us um, and I think they're gonna, gonna get Amazing. the compensation as well because I I was Karening earlier, like writing out big ass complaint yeah. emails. Um, I sent one to Hyatt as well. Um, but yes, so yeah. yeah, no, other than that, but other than that, yeah, it's been good. It, it was it's, great. It's weird. Like, so obviously, mum and I are normally used to traveling, right? like my mum, my mum especially, are used to traveling around like Europe and living in the UK and being able to like walk everywhere and there being really great public transport links. Obviously, in America, particularly Houston. Everyone just drives everywhere. You can't walk. You cannot walk yeah. anywhere. Like, it was so weird. The sidewalk was completely empty in Houston. <laughs> Literally empty. 
It so was crazy. bizarre. I love this song playing right behind you. <laughs> it's going to be me every song. Oh, my God. I love this song. Anyway, enough about my week. I will talk about it in greater detail when I'm home. I want to hear about your week. How was your week? How was yes. life without me? Life is really sad without you. I'm just like, and you know what? You're shit. You're being a shit travel so friend sorry. because you sent me like three photos. I've taken barely any photos. And it's so bad. I know, but I'm here living for you right now. Mm. And all you're doing is mm. having travel disasters, having travel on disasters. Me. Honestly, it's all I'm doing. Yeah. That's I'm rude. I'm so sorry. So rude. Um, yeah, but not, I mean, like it's gone really fast. I feel like we'll be seeing you before we know, and it'll be, I'll be really sad for you, but I'll be really happy for me. Oh no. It's so sad that you are not in Texas anymore. Anyway, you're back now. (laughs) Week is fine. (laughs) Other than that, I did my first live thing today. I love that. I actually loved it. It wasn't cringe at all. Genuinely. You sounded so Ooh, that took me a lot of Yeah, balls. that's good. I will do one as well. I will be a big, brave gal and record yeah. one tomorrow live from wherever on earth I am. Um, oh, my God, yeah, please. No, I will. I will. We would love that. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. Good. But- Sorry, I just got a shady look. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry that this international podcast yeah. host is having to record so in the sorry. lobby. I'm so sorry. My fans demand it. I don't know what you want me to do. I'll just start. Um, but yes, that, that, but other that, than that, how was your week? Yes. Other than missing me. A week has been fine. I've been working heaps, so non. And then I spent all night last night at the doctor's, the emergency room. Oh no! Um, yeah. So that's all right. I'll fill you in properly okay, on good. that. You're not um, dying offline. You're not dying. I hope we're not. I'm not dying. I'm still going to be here, team. That's all good. There's a few things, and I was like, mm, that's interesting. Um, I'll tell okay, you. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk not, about that later. I'm fair conversation. I am super excited about this. <gasps> oh my god, so am I. Super excited. It was the most amazing experience. Like, because obviously Maddie and I have been doing this yeah. for like 14 weeks, 13 weeks on our own. It's just been the two of us, like blithering on about all sorts of crap. And then we had a guest, and oh my god, I knew he was going to be good, and he was going to say some really like insightful things, just because yeah. of who Auntie Jeremy is as a person. But there were some really great things that came out of that. I was, I was a bit blown away to be honest yeah I was as well and honestly the first thing that I didn't expect was how like initially uncomfortable Jeremy was I thought he's always like I've got this view of him that I'm always like you're just confident and then he was he got on and he was a little bit well everyone will hear in a second but he was a bit like oh yeah, shit he was kind of nervous but then he really it was like naturally fell into yeah, it it was so good it was so good you guys are in for such a treat it was amazing and it was great to have this kind of yeah separate viewpoint from him it was uh, it was really amazing no it was fantastic Auntie Jeremy you are welcome back anytime anytime, <laughs> anytime. so we hope you yes. enjoy and we'll probably talk to you at the end cool. of the episode enjoy team right we're live we're live. This is happening. Are you excited? Are you uh, excited? I'm quite excited. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> you look through a towel. I'm quite excited. <laughs> I don't know. Our how first to... guest, and it's a male, and he has a degree. It's boys with degrees. Jeremy Hall, welcome to the show. Yay! Yay! 
Yay. You're also a very integral part of this show. Yes. You get mentioned Keep a lot. Auntie Jeremy, yeah. Yes, yeah. Auntie Jeremy. And we want to touch on that. But first of all, we want to know how your life is going. Oh, God. Tell us a bit about you. <laughs> oh, Introduce God. your sister. Because I, I don't know. Hi. I'm, oh, my God. Um, yeah, I'm, Jeremy hasn't done this before, just in case you're wondering. This, this is so strange. <laughs> Despite his expert performance. Yeah, it's so strange. <laughs> tell Rosie. Tell Rosie about your life. I work tell in, me about your life. I work in uh, this, this kind of stuff as well. Like, I get people to talk on camera all the time, but I don't know how to do it myself. There you go. Um, hi, I'm hi, Jeremy. Hi. hi, Jeremy. I'm Maddie's older brother. Um, hi, Jeremy. Hi. <laughs> it's not like this is an alcoholic. <laughs> I am not an alcoholic. I have a degree. Um, I feel like I should preface that, seeing as this show. Is I mean, called. I did say with our first guest yeah. is male with a degree. Yeah. What's your degree in? Uh, I have a degree in visual communication design. Ooh. Yeah, which is really fun way of saying I'm good at. Making pictures. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Love that. I love that. Um, yeah. And now I work as an associate cinematic director. Very fancy. At a games company. That's a really exciting. good job. Yeah. It's fun. That you stay at. Most of the time. Even when you finish your work. Yeah, you have to stay at. <laughs> you have, have to, to stay at. Yeah. We just found this out today that Jeremy, I text him because Rosie was going to pick him up and I was like, when are you going to be finished work? He's like, I'm finished my work, but... I have to stay here until five. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, my work hours are eight till five, and I've sort of got to be there just in case. Eight till five? Yeah, eight in the morning till five at night. Yeah. What? This just sounds boring. So long. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely, yeah. I'm definitely, I've worked longer hours in my life. I mean, do you take a lunch break? Yeah, I take an hour lunch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. 12 to one every day. Yeah. It has to be 12 to 1 as well. It has to be. Do you have that thing where it's you so you can't take it either 12 to 1 or 1 to 2? You you can you can choose, but yeah. you have to like whatever you choose you have to stick to it. So oh, that like people know wow. where you are at what times and stuff. So your calendar remains consistent, which is the same thing with like the 8 to 5. Yes. Is so that essentially like if somebody comes knocking for something that is related to me at 4.30, they know that I will still be there. Yes. But if it's 5 o'clock, they know that I probably won't be there. Yeah. Gotcha. See, like, sometimes I take my lunch at 11, sometimes I take it at 11.30, sometimes I take it at 12 or 1, sometimes even 2, and sometimes I'm gone for about an hour, just over an hour. Jesus. Yeah, no, mine's... I start about 8.30, finish at about 5 or before. Now I'm realising I've got a really nice job. Yeah, I mean, I work 9 <laughs> till 4. <laughs> What? Yeah, we're nine to four. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I have to, I have a commute though. Like, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't really complain because I used to work a lot, a lot worse hours than this. Sorry, I'm putting my hand in front of me. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's not good that. for our audio. Uh, yeah, I used to work a lot, lot longer hours. Yeah, so right. like, it's just it's the concept that you like have to be there. Yeah, like it's I don't get that prison. It's, <laughs> It's kind Sounds of... Sounds miserable. Is this what happens when you have a degree? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, really no, glad. Really glad to just be <laughs> yeah. a dum-dum. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't have a degree, they wouldn't make me stay as long. Ah, yes. <laughs> that's, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. That's the whole thing. So what does a cinematic art director... Yeah. Cinematic director. Yeah. yeah do. So. What, do you, what do you do? What do you do? Uh, what do I do? Um, so I'm in charge of the, like, the primary process for all of our motion creatives that come out of our studio so anything that's like advertising our games 
Um, so things like trailers, ads, um, and other stuff that sort of goes to support our products. So things that like interact with our community and, and any, any video content, essentially. I'm the first port of call alongside um, my like creative partner, Robin. And he and I basically, we split our briefs down the middle and we take care of coming up with what the idea actually is, how to implement it into video, a lot of like script writing, storyboarding, casting, that sort of stuff. So like all of the all of the initial stuff. So like I would say my role is like part storyboard artist, part producer, part art director. That's like that's where I sort of sit in the space. And then I just like let the people with actual skills do the the thing. And I go like look at these amazing people like this is good or this is bad yeah so i guess like the easiest way to describe it is like i'd be a vision holder so like i come up with an idea or a vision and then i'm the person that keeps somebody on track towards that vision but most of the time i mean you're working with such like creative wonderful people that the vision changes as you're like going through the process which is the which is the best part so like anything that i come up with ultimately gets sort of morphed along the way by other people's hands. It's kind of like, you know, watching watching something be made from from the ground up. Yeah, that's mm. very cool. Mm. Do you find that anyone ever disappoints you when you hold your vision? Like, I'm thinking this because I have visions at work all the time and then I see them come to life and I'm like, that's a bit disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> this think, isn't quite where my expectations were heading. I think part of my my job is to like not let it get to that point yeah so aggressively sniffing underneath um so no like i don't think i I would ever say i've been disappointed in it so obviously like i started working um straight out of uni as someone who actually like made the things Mm. Um, so I was an illustrator by trade and then ended up moving into storyboarding and then advertising and then kind of from there honing the skills that were sort of pre the actual production of something. Yeah. And so, no, like I would say that I've had experience executing other people's vision and so I know what it's like and like what's acceptable, the bounds of like how how much pressure they can put on you. And so, like, my job is to make sure that the vision comes out in the highest possible quality it can without being a dick about it. Like, yeah. so making sure that, like, this is one of my favourite things about my job is, like, pushing people to their, like, absolute creative limits so that they can do things that they didn't even realise they could do, Mm -hmm. which is just such a cool thing to see because somebody goes, you know, like, here's a thing I made based on your, your storyboard or whatever it is. And then, and then I go, yep, that's awesome. But you could do more. Like there, yeah. there's more that we could do here. Yeah. And then then sort of going like, oh, okay. And then turning around a couple of days later and coming back and going like, I pushed this. How do you feel about it? And then either going, let's keep pushing it or looking at it and going for our budget, for our timeline, for that sort of thing, this fits for purpose. And I feel like you've adequately pushed yourself to the point where you feel like you can do more now. Yeah. And so that's part of my job. It's like making sure people feel like every time we have an interaction, they come out of it with like more. Yeah. Gotcha. Did you have someone that did that for you when you were kind of working in 
day like in their role yeah i had a like i had a few people so my first role i was a, a design intern in the publishing department of cartoon network and i was in singapore that was my first year out of university if you want to know much about Jeremy's lifestyle background, it was very similar to mine. <laughs> Only because we were siblings, we got taken to the same places. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess that, uh, as a quick aside, like Weirdly, because we grew up together. We, we, had, we, had, we had a similar life. The main difference being, like, you guys moved to Singapore the just the year after I'd moved out of home to yeah. Wellington to go to university. So yeah. I stayed in New Zealand while you guys were in Singapore. We but abandoned then, him. Yeah. <laughs> But then after my four years at uni, I went to Singapore. And so, yeah, at Carson Network, I had a guy named Glenn who kind of did that for me. Um, And then I moved back to Wellington. I started working in an agency called 81, which is where I had like most of my experience and sort of learnt that I wanted to be more in that advertising space. And I had a few sort of mentors there, primarily um, Carlos, Zelly, and Chris. And they were all kind of like shaping forces in different ways they will push me in different different ways in different directions um and so yeah that those were the people that were like carlos especially was the kind of person that was like i know you can do better yeah. and like meant it in a really really nice kind way yeah he's oddly also the only other person i think i've met who is uh, a leap year baby Huh. Yeah. Huh. Are you a leap year, maybe? Yeah. yeah. So how did you not know this? I didn't know that you were joking about him being like seven. <laughs> oh, Six. I, didn't, I literally had no Six. idea that you were born on February 29th. I am. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's okay. oh. So special. <laughs> and so when my owl mother calls him on his non-existent birthday, <laughs> yet somehow forgets to call me, and let's just say that oh. she has officially admitted. I called. She called me today, and I said, "I've been waiting for you to call me." And she was like, "Why?" And I said, "Because you didn't Why? call me on my birthday." And she said. Shit, didn't I? <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I thought you would have called her at that point. But you no, just I decided... was being stubborn. No, and we got in the yeah. car Seems on the way back. On the way and she was like, you didn't call me today. <laughs> My mother. <laughs> and Rosie, actually, to be fair, come on, come on, you were like... <gasps> yeah, I was very shocked. She was shocked. I called you. Yeah, you were the only one that called me. I had to call Joe. <laughs> Do you know what I love is that we actually talked about this in last week's episode yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, we'll cut that out. Cut <laughs> anyway, anyway. Not interesting. Shall we actually get into it? We've got yeah. a few questions for you. Oh, lovely. So, obviously, as a long time listener, first time. I'm a long time. I've listened to yeah, every episode. <laughs> first time calling. Every episode. If any, oh, Avery could beat that, actually. I know one person that could beat that. Maybe a few. I even listened to the one this morning. Oh, yeah, the International Women's yeah. Day, the 10 minute little special. Yeah. yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. I did. Yeah, good. It was very quick. Yeah. Did so you I see the reel of me just having fun that whole time? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rosie was like, kept giving me these looks, like, shut the fuck up. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like an absolute child. Yeah, yeah. Like a child, but that's no. really a strong. I was happy. I was waiting for her to just go, like, blow bubbles into it or something. Oh, that would have been a good idea. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought you were going to do, yeah. Um, what was I saying? But yes, as a long time listener, first time caller, if anyone else is a long time listener we'd like to hear from you yeah I think our f- collection of five friends between us probably are. you've heard from me now <laughs> yeah okay so the four others actually that's Avery my Andrew. mother my father uh, Benedict Benedict thank you Benedict yeah number four thanks Benny and Amy usually listens as well nice thanks Amy and 
Oh, Clara, actually. Yeah, Clara. Look, shout out to all our listeners. Clara, Clara that I know, Clara? Yeah. Oh, hey, Clara. She yeah. always listens to us. She's like our number one fan she's, as well. Yeah. She's also a content creator, so she understands the hustle. Yeah. Yeah, she does. She's good. She does. But... As you know, I usually ask Maddie questions, apart from that rogue episode where she did the takeover <laughs> and it was extremely stressful for me because it yes. flipped the roles. Yes, yeah. really. I'm so, going to do that more often. I wrote you some questions. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm um, just here to chime in. <laughs> I wrote you some questions. Maddie has Probably also... Wrong. Unusually, Maddie has actually seen the questions. Yeah, I didn't time. really oh. read over them. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the first one and the last one. Because she it. never reads anything I sent. Well, no. eyes, Caroline. And then... I'm I, like, yeah, that's a great idea, Rosie. And then we started this... I've started this thing where I get chat GPT to write me a funny question. It's mm. a lot of stress because I'm like, no, make it funnier. Write me another one. Write yeah. me another one. Yeah, you should have heard the last one she asked <laughs> this, me. The one I've got today is actually quite good. Mm. Said, did you send bloody, me that one? Bloody yes, AI. Yes, I did. Oh, did I see that? Yeah, bloody AI. Mm. I know. I've but... got many thoughts on AI. Yeah, we're not going to get into this. That's another fine. episode. Another, <laughs> another episode. Time. Not another right time. now. <laughs> but, okay, so we have to kick off with... Do you actually like being called Auntie Jeremy? Sorry, <laughs> but not sorry. <laughs> um, I I think it was weird for me because it was the like the first time I heard the nickname was the first episode of the podcast, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like listening to this, being like, I'm going to be a supportive brother. I know how hard it is to have like creative endeavors outside of work and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm going to be a supportive brother and listen to this. And then Maddie shouts me out as Auntie Jeremy, and I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> Never heard the nickname in my life. Didn't love it. And now you have a mug with it on. Yeah. Do, do you know it's like one of the most popular mugs in the flat? Because I have it in the flat in the like mug section. And whenever I go to grab it, somebody's already fucking got it. <gasps> and I'm like, rude. why do you want to drink out of a mug with my sister's dogs and my weird nickname on? Like, why do you want to do that? You're not Auntie Jeremy. That's me, is what you should say to them all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought you I were thought telling, you I thought you were telling me, right and I was yourself. like... It's like, do you have that thing where you work in an office and you've got... People have brought in mugs with their mm. pictures of like their kids on or something. Yeah. Who else uses it? <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. It's so strange. Yeah, I, have t- I have two mugs in my flat. One was one that Fleur gave me for Christmas one year. It's got like a fucking dinosaur. Oh, is it the pink on one? Yeah, dinosaur yeah. and a unicycle. I've got a blue one somewhere. Yeah, I really like that mug as well. But so, and I've got the Auntie Jeremy one. And like, whenever I go to get a cup of milk because <laughs> that's what I drink sorry and Jeremy it, how old are you uh, six. six are you that's six right. or are you 96 because that's the only two acceptable ages to have a cup of well, milk it's very lucky that I was born on a leap yeah I like I like a cup of milk <laughs> Jeremy aren't you lactose intolerant I drink lactose free milk okay Jesus I like a cup of lactose free milk I like a cup of lactose free milk Anyway, yes, whenever I go to get one of those, the mug's always gone. And I'm like, can we stop doing this? Shout out to Jeremy's flatmates who have a really good choice in <laughs> drinking. So, yes. Receptacles. Silver? Crockery. <laughs> we did not get Jeremy a silver mug for no, Christmas. Um, um, but to answer your question, at first I was like, well, fuck. now I'm like... Yeah, I, I like leaning into jokes like that. So Good. I think like it's yeah. very much a time of endearment. Yeah, it no, it feels yeah. like it feels like it as well. Rosie yeah, gets so. called Auntie Rosie too. This also, yeah. <laughs> Her name's not even Rosie. Yeah, my name isn't. I think I think the whole like gender identity swap thing is the funniest thing ever because I'm a child. So like you calling me Auntie is just like makes me giggle every time. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not an Auntie. 
dog auntie. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be a dog uncle, but... <laughs> no, you're a dog auntie. I mean. It's a much nicer role. Yeah, yeah. dog auntie. Okay. That quest, That was obviously the most burning question we had for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. good. Um, they're all down here from here. Wonderful. <laughs> um, so you've literally... We kind of touched on it before, obviously, with the move to Singapore. You had some disruption at the start of your uni life in that your whole mm. family packed up and moved to Singapore without you. Yeah. Abandoned him, um, please use the correct terminology, yeah, sorry, please. My parents are abandoning me and they're going, where, sorry? <laughs> Singapore. And I need, I need the abandonment fund. <laughs> what was it that you tried to get? I didn't, I didn't try to do a bit. You tried to ask mum and dad to Yeah, tried to get them to pay me <laughs> as the abandonment fund. <laughs> I love it. Um, how did that impact your studies, if at all? Um... That's, a, that's actually a good question. Starting yeah, I was thinking that too. Nice work. Thank you so much. <laughs> wow. Um, I guess for me, yeah, like it's it's an interesting thing because you you go back to the mindset of me at seventeen when I left school, um, because I was young for my year and just like I had no idea what I actually wanted to do. Mm. I just knew that I was good at one thing, and like I needed to focus on that and then there were a number of other reasons that I wanted to go to Wellington and so I just kind of I just kind of made the decision I didn't really have any other point of reference Massey University is actually the only university like we visited and I looked at and I was like yep I'm happy with this yeah and that was that was kind of it um so then yeah I moved and I remember feeling like an absolute fish out of water for ages, but especially on the first night where you guys dropped me off and I stayed in, we're in like, not a hostel, but our, like my accommodation in first year was like assigned flats. Yeah. So it was like one big apartment building and you were assigned an apartment with like bunch, halls. Kind, kind of like halls, except yeah. you had like your own lounge and kitchen and there wasn't like, you know, like... Like yeah, you're so in an apartment. Yeah, so that, yeah, but you shared it with other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's kind of like what halls... So in the UK, that, that's what like, halls are. Oh, you, have, okay. you live in a, in a block yeah. and then you have like... Everyone lives in their own little apartments and you have like a couple oh. of rooms off the apartment and you, as a flat, you all share like a kitchen and a living room and stuff. Okay, so yeah. halls here... Like uni halls here are traditionally like like a whole floor will just have single rooms and yeah. double rooms, and then there's like a cafeteria essentially that they all go and get their like meals made for them. So you do kind of have that if you go to catered, but yeah, yeah more often than not, it's every the halls are the little kind of like flats that you live yeah, in. Yeah, okay. Very interesting. And then the other thing about halls here is that they share bathrooms. So they have yeah. like almost like a school, it's like, system, you know, like a yeah, yes. like a dorm. But I didn't have that. We had like a yeah. So I had a five bedroom flat essentially mm-hmm. in this in, in this hall, and um, four other people that I didn't really know, like just met them, and that was my first experience with like shared living and stuff like that, which was an absolute fucking nightmare. Yeah, shared. Living I'm is. friends with one of those people now. <laughs> yeah, shared and, living in that in sort of environment is yeah. yeah. So Especially much. when you're also young, like you don't realize at the time, but 18, 17, 18 is so young. Yeah. No one knows how to look after themselves. No. But yes, so I turned I turned eighteen like when basically yeah. a few days after I moved in. But I remember the first night I was there, some other people had obviously like sourced some alcohol, and they were like. It's the first night in the halls. Let's get like wasted, 
and I I was never really like big on drinking or anything like that. I <laughs> have like a real uh, overthinkery anxiety compass in my stomach, which just like stops me from doing stuff. I just get this like yeah. pit of agony. Yes. <laughs> And like, I just can't, like, I just can't do things yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I just can't let go yeah. and just, like, yeah. So that was one of those things. Like, in high school, I just couldn't, I couldn't drink. I just felt like it was wrong and bad. And I didn't, like, <laughs> very much the opposite of you, really, <laughs> who was like, yeah, I go parties all the time. <laughs> I went to, I think I went to two parties. I'm going to sound like such a fucking loser on your podcast. <laughs> anyway, the point of that being, I was not very experienced with, holding my alcohol mm. yeah. and it was my first night and I was like oh fuck and I just got super drunk like oh god really really drunk <laughs> oh, and it was awful so it was my first experience getting like properly drunk it was my first experience actually no my first experience getting properly drunk was before we moved down and I think I was experiencing the same anxiety anyway that's another story but yeah and so I think like over that year that that anxiety kind of it didn't it didn't ever really go away mm. but it had started to settle a little bit more and i'd started to get a little bit more into like a routine which is the kind of person that i am i'm very like routine oriented and so if something breaks routine again pit and stomach it takes me a while to like push through these things mm. um but yeah and then i heard about mum and dad and maddie all being like yep we're going to singapore and then i remember the offer as well was like like do you want to come with us and we can figure out what you can do and i was like very tempted because to me that was more comfortable i knew that better Mm. but i'd also recognized that i had just started like spreading my wings Mm. and it was really really important for me to see this through yeah and so i did so i stayed but it was, yeah, it was tricky. Definitely, like, brought back a lot of anxiety. And knowing that, like, like a lot of people at uni went home for, like, Easter. Or, you know, like, those little breaks in between. And I, like, just didn't get to do that. Hey, but we didn't move until halfway through your second year. No, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's absolutely. still, like, it's still a big, it's still, yeah, it's still a big disruption. Yeah. But I did, yeah, but I yeah, did a four-year so. four year degree. So there was, yeah. yeah, there was still at least half of it that you guys were, yeah. But by that second, kind of halfway through the second year, you're getting into the swing of things. Yes. You've done a year. You're like, yes, I can do this. I know. Yeah. I understand. I kind of understand uni. Like, it's all good. And then yeah. to have that sort of flipped again, mm. you're like, ah. Oh. A little bit of a boat rocking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it also afforded me, like, a lot. Like, where people would go home to Hawke's Bay or Auckland or wherever it is in New Zealand, there would be the occasional time where Dad would be like, jump on a plane, let's go, like, come to Singapore. And he'd, you know, Mum and Dad would front the cost, which was awesome. Um, and I'd get to go to Singapore. And yeah. that's yeah. that's cool. Yes, yeah. it's a much cooler way to spend. 100%. No offence to Auckland or Hawke's Bay. But... Mm-hmm. All the offence <laughs> intended. Um, <laughs> fuck those. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's very cool. No, yeah. it's very cool. Um, can I ask one? No. You can't. <laughs> you just did. Okay. Yes, of course you can ask one. If you can see. <laughs> Do you need... I can. No, I'm actually all right. How was it coming into the workforce <laughs> from the uni sorry how was it coming into the workforce from the uni environment hard really tricky yeah 
This is always an interesting one because we've we discuss it a lot and we're like, you get oh. three to four years and you feel like you've got all this experience and then you get thrown into a workforce and then you just start from the bottom again. It's I, And I feel like you guys have probably touched on this before, but certainly for me, it was like you're just kind of renewing your subscription to school. Yeah, at like, uni, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did touch on that last yeah. But it'll be out tomorrow. Yeah. 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 So there's a yeah, it's a it's an interesting sort of feeling where you've kind of gone to school plus, mm-hmm. and you think it's going to be different, and that everyone's going to be so mature and, and all of this, but like the clicks start forming again, and and all of that thought sort of stuff starts happening, and so then going into a workplace where you're like. Uh, I, I remember for me, like, A, moving to Singapore and then B, going into the workplace for the first time. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> there was people there who are, like, grown-ups, like, actual adults. Like real adults. Like, like proper... Real-life yeah. real adults. Pretty, like, a lady working there who's like, yeah, I got to go and pick up my kid from school. And yeah, I'm like, and what like, does that mean? And pay her more... You're, you're here mean? to make money to pay your mortgage and look after your and kid. You're like, what? I'm here for... What, you would have been 21, 22? 20. Just 21, 21, 22. 20, yeah, 21, 22, yeah. 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 Wow. Well, turned, I would have been 20, 22. Oh, 22. Yes. 22, turned 22 in Singapore, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is like I'm thinking about what I was doing when I was 22 working. <laughs> the pronunciation oh. of the 20s right now. <laughs> <laughs> i got to really focus on it. 20. 20. What were you doing at 22? <laughs> I yeah. I, yeah, I was working at River Valley. Actually, COVID hit, so I was working at River Valley, and then oh, I yeah, met Joe, and then I went back to camp, and then I was freelancing for about three months, and then I got my job at Black Sheep. See, so you you had a very like a very different thing because you had such a run up in terms of like your early twenties was like well, working working right? since I was seventeen. Yeah, full time. Whereas I spent four years. Going like, yeah. mm-hmm. I'll do this, yeah, I'll yeah. study. And, yeah. and like the truth being, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. There's so many people that I studied with that were like laser focused, mm. yeah. 100% knew what they wanted out of it. And like now I see them like on LinkedIn or whatever, and they're like crazy good designers in New yeah. York and, and like London and stuff. And they're working for print companies and, and things like that. And they're like, the nitty gritty of design was never for me. Mm. But I liked the the language of it, the communication mm. aspect of it really appealed to me. And then I had a teacher, a uh, lecturer, I guess you'd call. Um, it's kind of different for us because we didn't have like proper lectures where you sit down for like three hours and listen to someone. We had a lot of like physical tutorial style things. Mm. But I had a lecturer named Jason O'Hara who introduced me to like basically I was the kid that could draw. But then I went into uni and, like, everybody could do that. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with it. And I thought initially that I wanted to work in film or games mm-hmm. because I really liked those forms of media. But then I realized pretty quickly that that wasn't where I actually wanted to be. And then I got confused again probably halfway through my uni thing. And I had this lecturer, Jason O'Hara, who was the video design lecturer. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to get out of this class, but I'm just going to do it because I needed the credits. And and it sounded interesting enough and I was curious. And Jason was like, oh, you can draw. Like, you can draw fast and you can draw well. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, cool. 
you would be a great storyboard artist. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and he goes, basically, like, everything that moves on a screen has to be storyboarded first. And that's where, like, people draw out each of the key frames so that we can look at it in a really, like, low-budget way and go, that's going to work, that's not going to work, that's going to work, that's not going to work. But you can also take them onto set and have a director. Directors usually draw them. Mm. But... um if they don't, they can have them on hand to look at and reference and, like, show to yeah. their actors or, like, be showing to their cinematographers so that they're getting, the you know, the right shot. And I was like, oh. So I fell in love with that. And that's where, like, it was at uni, maybe, like, two and a half years into my degree that I realised it clicked, mm-hmm. right? Like, that was what I wanted to do. And so that's how I started on this path. So if you, sorry, I'm cutting in here. No, if you, like, where you're at now, yeah, where you see, like, the peak of your career, like, what is the best possible outcome for you? Because that's going to change in a year's time. But for you now, what is the best possible outcome? Like, what is the dream job? Like, what am I looking towards? Yeah. Um, creative director of... What does that mean? Uh, I, it means the, the person who oversees like everything creative that comes out of so like for me movies or for me i i would still love to go back into advertising um i think like there's more for me to do there and a creative director of an advertising agency one that has a lot of like um renown but also does a lot of stuff for good yeah feels like a good place for me i would also absolutely love to like direct a film or a short film Mm. um i sort of have musings and stuff like we've done 48 hour film festival a couple of times before i have buddies who obviously work in that field i've got a good friend andy who's a videographer and we work on stuff together and we're planning on working on stuff together but this is such a creative thing as well you go like we should totally work on that we're like yeah 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 Yeah. just never do it Kind of reminds me of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're just so drained after working yeah. long hours every day and then you're like, no, no, no. 100%. No. I want to go home and go to bed. And, and like, I don't, I don't know if this is the same for you guys, but for me, like, my whole job involves coming up with ideas and those yeah. ideas are owned by the company I work for because that's how it works. Anything I do on company time, on company property, to do with my brain within their, like, yeah. their industry – it's owned by them. Yeah. So then I've got all of that going on. So anything I come up with at work is null and void. But anything I come up with outside of work is probably running on like fumes, essentially. Yeah. Like I'm tapped out. Yeah. So it's really hard. Um, usually the only times that I create outside of work are when I'm like going through something. Yeah. So like for me, it's a really good outlet for like emotion um for like processing as well like a lot of the times especially for guys it's it's hard to like process emotions sometimes that's a bit of a stereotype but but i would say it's actually quite a valid yeah yeah sure (laughs) i just cry and that's my processing yeah and sometimes like sometimes i can't like yeah i and i say this as a person who cries a fuck ton but like sometimes i just can't and so then i write scripts or i do illustrations based on the way that i'm feeling trying to like reconcile with things that are going on and things that i struggle with and just like try and make something good out of what might not be good you know Yeah. yeah what is something that you really value from the experience of coming into the workforce what's something you learned very early on (laughs) 
Everyone thinks they're hot shit, and they're, <laughs> they're so not. Um, but that that includes myself, yeah. like especially sort of. I say this being only 27, but especially when I was younger in the workforce, like, okay, a good example is in one of my, uh, one of my like uni jobs, I worked as a, a salesperson at Ticketek, which is like a ticketing company here. And I worked at events and I basically decided, I sound like a real arrogant prick when I tell this, but um, I, basi- I basically decided three or four shifts in three or four like two hour long shifts in (laughs) that I was like cool I'm ready to be a supervisor now (laughs) and so like I started going up to my supervisors and going you know what I am supervisor material and they're going oh my god fuck off Jeremy please leave me alone and I would just I would just nag them throughout the shifts until eventually one of them um her name was Myri and like she found it quite funny and then she thought the best way to fucking show me was she was like all right okay fine and then she recommended that my next shift be a supervisor shift and they didn't tell me about it and so then i put myself in hot water by walking around like i was hot shit going like yeah i could be a supervisor the next shift i got put on was an all blacks game and it was like the first of the season for them so it was busy as hell and they were like you're in this booth with three new people and you're the supervisor and I was like what a stitch up one of the worst shifts of my life and I learned really quickly to be very humble from that point on I did become a supervisor after that because I managed to handle it yeah but I was very very lucky that I managed to handle it because it was a nightmare and there was definitely like I apologize now to the people who might have come up to the ticket booth and said there's something wrong with my ticket and I would have done a fake little scanny scan and go oh looks like system's broken I can't really do anything for you (laughs) going like I don't know how to handle this it's it was yeah really not good but um yeah so that was that was one thing I learned in that workforce and then like going forward every time I sort of thought um there were definitely moments where I had to talk to someone like dad who's had a similar sort of like worked in a similar sort of industry. Mm. And I've sort of said to him after a work shift or something, <laughs> such and such things, this is a good idea. And I don't think it's a good idea, you know? Mm. And he's like, it's shut the idea. fuck up. <laughs> you are nothing. Like, please just, you know, like level yourself, be prepared to learn. And I think that was my, my first mistake going into the workforce after university because university wasn't a lot of like learning from people it was all self-taught this was the one thing that I just was like blindsided with by uni as well it's like it wasn't like a school where they sit you down and they go learn this (laughs) they were like here's the project and I'm like I don't know how to do that and they're like you better learn like I'm like oh my god And so, like that, that kind of helped me prepare for the for the workforce. But yeah, well, you it's mean life in general. <laughs> well, yeah, and life in general. But it certainly wasn't. Yeah, when I when I went into the workforce and started going, like, well, I've been learning all this stuff by myself. And then somebody goes, well, actually, you could learn from me. And I'm going, I don't need to learn from you. And then I learned really quickly that I didn't need to do that. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> I, that is something that we do all learn, though. You yeah. have to just be a bit like humble about things sometimes because Mm. and you do 
And I, I, from my own perspective, there have been times where I'm like, you people are all old Peasants. and out of date. <laughs> and like, my ideas are new and young. You clearly just don't know. And you can barely turn your computer on. <laughs> and then I'd be very quickly humbled by like, okay, um, yeah, all right, fair enough. You, my computer's <laughs> Like you, you just need to turn on, you, just, you do know what you're doing because yeah. you have been here. Yeah. There is value in yeah. in the fact you've been here for quite some time. Sure. And I think if you take a step back, you can usually see through people's bullshit pretty quickly, oh, and then you can see if they're actually like good at what they do. It's funny that you mentioned though that like old people because that was one of my first things as well going into any other workforce and seeing someone who's like significantly older, you know, like 20, 30 years older than you. Yeah, and they're like you're like, oh, what could you possibly know about this, like, youth generation thing? You yeah, know, like, you don't know. And so we had, like, you know, we had these these projects that were targeting sort of specifically Gen Y, Gen Z um, people at, at the agency I was working at. And the, the executive creative director, Chris, was, he's not old, but he was older. And he came from, like, old school British advertising. So very, like, classically trained advertising guy. Mm. And so I was initially, like, quite sceptical about things because I was like, you don't even know how to use a computer. Like, really bad at emails and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's gotten a lot better even, like, when I was there. This is this is a few years ago now. But, yeah, he was, he was quite bad with computers in general and he didn't really get it. He still drew on like, pieces of parchment with pencil and yeah. that was how he operated. And everyone else was on their Wacom tablets working on their Macs. You yeah. know, like that was yeah. that was the whole thing. Um, but I learned pretty quickly from him that it actually didn't matter like how you thought or the format that you presented something in, which I always thought was really important. From him, I learned what matters is the content and the quality of the idea. Mm. And so he's like, as long as you're engaging with this this core thing, this core desire that that audience wants, mm. it doesn't actually matter how it's presented because they're, they're going to resonate with it anyway. Yeah. And so he, like one of the most important lessons I learned from him was to stop doing things on my iPad, stop drawing on my iPad and coming up with ideas because he was like, it's too easy to give up on them. So you can like commit on a piece of paper and then if it doesn't work, you can just throw it away. It's fine. But it's, it's that, like, process of learning. And then the other thing being, like, don't spend hours of time, like, finessing the, the like, nitty-gritty look of something. If the idea is being communicated clearly, you've done your job. Yeah, that's really good. Like that's And that's really great value. And I like the kind of deeper lessons that go within that don't do everything on your mm-hmm. iPad because you can just click that little bin icon 100%. and it's gone. Whereas paper, you can, but it, you... But it's just yeah. there is that more concrete. And yeah. that, I think that applies to a lot of different things. And there are yeah. times, yeah, when you can discard things too easily because mm. it's so easy to do that now. Oh, I write all my to-do lists down. I have a, We have like a project management system at work and I use it. It's fine, but I write everything down on paper. And if there's something that I've missed that's on the system, I don't end up doing it. I always tick off my boxes on my piece of paper. I'm like, mm. tick, tick, tick. And then I'm like, end of the day, I'm like, oh, I didn't do that. Yeah, that's, that's me. And then I have a panic at life within the last five minutes. I'm like, shit, I've got all these tasks to do. <laughs> um, but no, I like that lesson a yeah. lot. I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's and good. I, I still do it. Like I, st- I, one of very few people in our office that doesn't walk into meetings with a laptop, but instead with... With paper. paper. Yeah, yeah. 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 
Yeah, I love to write things down. Yeah. yeah, And you remember it more, I think. Yeah, you do. I don't remember things if I type them, but I remember if I write them. Also, if you get bored, you can just draw things. Yeah, true. And it looks like you're taking notes. The only thing with note-taking, though, sometimes I will come back to it, but like... I don't know who wrote this, but clearly a child, <laughs> child clearly broken it wasn't in me. and used my notebook for some reason. It was I have all these random Gary. scribbles. Um, but yeah, six-year-old <laughs> Gary wrote it. He doesn't even know how to use his computer. I, I write all in caps write. so that doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, like I, yeah, like, I've got like real like nice mom. cursive like writing. Oh yeah, I don't do yeah. that. Because otherwise it, I won't be able to read it. Yeah. I'm like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like that. Every day, every morning, at work and in my meetings, and I'm like, hold up, can you just pause there? Dun, 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 dun. There's a okay, song. Keep for, going, there's keep a going. song for everything she does. <laughs> this girl is made for writing. <laughs> That's no, Jeremy, what she'll do. no, Jeremy, we don't have the copyright money. Oh, sorry, Margaret. Sing it out of tune. Girl, I'm the singer. Yes, yeah. right, oh, we already have that talent covered. Yeah. Sorry, that's the that's, role was taken. Um, Cut that out. Do you have any regrets at all about uni? Oh, I try. Yeah, this is. I was talking to a friend of mine about this, and she has a podcast that was like a very introspective style podcast and we were talking about it the other day about the um well tell us what it is <laughs> <laughs> don't be mean you know who it i want to know it's sarah with the one up oh, project. Yeah, yeah, so i was yeah, talking to her the other day know, about go and that. listen to the one up project oh yeah, yeah. no oh. don't do that no don't, don't do that because <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds actually good i like it's the actually chaotic. quite no, no no it is quite it's really okay. good she's, i like the chaotic mess that is this i actually haven't listened to her but we were talking about the um the whole idea that like every decision is a branching path and like your life could look very different based on the decisions you make because the the paths end up being so different and i'm really fascinated with the with the idea like i really like thinking about like oh what if i made a different decision here like what would it look like the point where you have to stop doing that is when you're like well what if i do this (laughs) oh no (laughs) oh no and i'm stuck in the spiral and i'll never be able to escape yeah so like would i say i have any regrets no um, would I say that I needed the degree to do what I'm doing? No. no. Nah, probably not. It's it's helpful, I think. I don't know, because I'm not I, I'm not on the other end of the like hiring thing, the, the hiring process, but I think it's helpful when like somebody's looking at your yeah, you know, your credentials and go, Oh, he's got a degree. Do you think sure. that you could with your work experience now, do mm. you think you could probably just like chip your degree off your resume and still get a job which kind of sounds silly because obviously you have the work experience but sometimes that can still make the difference Difference. yeah i think one of my one of my very good friends maddie knows tom partner of clara Clara. hey thanks for listening um tom always used to say this to me because like he's had a lot of jobs that haven't been super relevant to his degree Mm. he said the degree is like essentially just proving that you can commit to something for four years and you can put your head down and you can work hard and you can achieve a thing Mm -hmm. that you've had to work for three or four years at. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what an employer sees rather than there being any kind of like relevance to it. Yeah. So I guess at this stage in my career, I probably could chip it off for sure. Um, But I won't for another like couple of roles you know and to be fair you went to university you did the time you should leave it on your resume I did the time I did the crime (laughs) and I did the time yeah I mean yeah yeah, fair enough no that's interesting though that it's Mm. yeah that you could 
it is something that's come up a lot for me. But then I've got camp there. So I'm like, well, that was my commitment. Yeah. And and I think, like, for you guys, like we've just said, there, there's no, like, there was no real impact for me in terms of what I learned other than it actually honed my direction a little bit more. Mm. And I think that's one thing that you do have at uni is you have that guidance from experts that you might not yeah. necessarily get outside of an educational environment because at work people are kind of too often too focused on their own thing because yeah. it's their job and that's what they have to do whereas the job of someone like a lecturer yeah. is actually to help hone students into what they want to do and they're there to be for guidance and mentorship 100 percent. but i think like outside of uni you can find that like 100 percent. i believe that like i would have found it eventually I think, like you say, it's just easy access. And for someone like me, who, especially back then, quite socially anxious, like, wouldn't approach people, like, definitely wouldn't be in a workplace environment where I would be, like, going up to someone and going, can you help me with this? These are my goals and these are my, like, these are my dreams, essentially. So having a lecturer who was there all the time to kind of, like, slowly coax it out of me is, like, that was ideal as a situation for me and the, like, personality type I was. But it's also the reason now where, like, I had a message the other day about um, a girl was trying to... Uh, she was contacting me about my CV because yeah. it's that, like, I drew, like, a comic strip for my oh, CV. yeah, yeah, And she was saying... We viral. We got 2,000 likes. Oh, <laughs> viral. Not viral. That's viral. Viral for New Zealand. <laughs> well, she, she found it, though, and it's been over two years since I've used it because yeah. I've been at, been at this company for over two years. Um, she found it on Vic Deals or something. She or... found it on Vic Deals the okay. other day. And she messaged me and she said, my brother's just graduated a like a like a film course. Yeah. And I was wondering if you could do a CV for him. And I was very much like, no, because yeah, it would defeat the purpose. Like, not because I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, but because like his CV should be something that represents what he can do, because that was what it was for me. It was yeah. like, don't let me write on a piece of paper that I can think creatively and draw well and do all this stuff. I'm just going to show it. Like, I'm going to show you that I can do that. And so I sort of said to her, like, but I'm super open. Like, if he's fresh out of uni, you know, he's probably, like, 20, 21. Yeah. um, Then, like, send him my way. Like, 100%. My my messages are open, and I will work with him to – figure out what the best way to present his CV is and then mm-hmm. I'll try and see if I can find any like openings for him and, and make any introductions that I can with yeah. with what like industry connections people. I have. And that for me is like really important because if I hadn't gone to uni, I would have wanted someone like that to do that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I sent that job that I applied for recently, like I sent them a a pitch deck, which I sent to you first yeah. actually to check. Mm-hmm. But that was the same thing. And they said to me in my interview, they were like, you're actually the only person that we are interviewing that doesn't have industry experience. And it's because of like the fact that you made is not my CV is very much a CV. It's Mm. a little bit more creative, but that pitch deck was more what I could do for them. And they were like, that's what we wanted to see. I mean, it did almost get me a role. Yeah. Not quite, but... I think it was bollocks what happened then, but... Yeah. Yeah. We live and we learn. Anyway. 
But yes. Someone said to me, they were like, would you take a job there now? And this is something we'll have to discuss because I'm really stubborn. And I'm like, if someone turns me down, that's it. Like that, I would Mm. not, even if there was an amazing opportunity, I'm like, no. So it'd be interesting to see, like, is that just me being stubborn or is actually that, is there good reason? Well, there's a bit of like awkwardness involved. Like I I always think of, um, my because my career is very important to me as mm. it is, I know for you guys and it's like quite an integral part of my life and my identity I often think about it as a bit of like it's almost like a relationship yeah. and so like when somebody turns you down or you, you and they go for somebody else it feels like you know like yeah, it feels it does, personal yeah it yeah. does it feels extremely personal and so then you think about it within that context if somebody rejects you in a relationship context mm. it's harder yeah it's harder to go back it's harder yeah. to feel like because you they were because it's like we've done it like mm. once yeah and you yeah. like you didn't you didn't want me first time around put so. yourself out there so what's, yeah 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 so what's yeah what is it this time is it is it just that because you know, you've like not got your first is it choice. settling yeah. yeah yeah and i guess like it's <laughs> it's not that because they're not relationships yeah. obviously but it's very normal for people to like to sort of translate that i guess yeah. like because we're very familiar with those kinds of feelings and emotions then like jobs can very easily be sort of um, yeah. switched in for that i guess mm. and it is still it's still like human beings that make the decision. It's still yeah, human yeah. beings that hire you, that interview you. 100%. And so you do still have that level of human, like yeah. it does feel like a relationship because you felt you made a connection with yeah. the humans that interviewed you. And then you're like, oh, you guys didn't want me, but you've now come mm. back. It's like, mm. yeah. And it's, it's that awkward, like, where do you actually stand ground? It's the same on the other way out, right? Like I've also been laid off from a job. Yeah. And I remember seeing the look in the person's eye who was like a mentor to me who had to let me go and i just remember going like fuck man this is actually breaking your heart as much as it is mine like and and that's what it that's what it is right it's two people severing a connection and then you know like even even now i know that that company's in a place where they're growing and they probably would hire someone like me but it feels a bit yeah you know like it feels a bit strange like it wouldn't be you also don't want to go back to working like 12 hour days. Ah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair. Very similar about how I feel for my old agency. Yeah. I just don't think I could go back to the long hours and especially like where the, it was just expected. To, to be honest, like the long hours, I don't mind if it's in service of something. Mm. And, and we talked about this earlier today, yeah. like in order for me to do good work and, and you're yeah. the same and our dad is the same, like we need a fire lit under our asses. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, pressure. I'm very much the same. So I, you, you, I was always terrible at doing my homework mm. yeah. and I was always terrible at doing coursework and mm. yeah. exams on the other hand. I could go in and do an exam because the fire was lit underneath my ass and it was the time pressure situation. And I loved it. I thrive in yeah. time pressure. Interesting. I don't thrive in doing coursework. Yeah. This is why I was glad I didn't go to university because I think I'd have been terrible. How did you feel about exams? Yeah, I can't really remember. I think I just didn't care. I just didn't care. I've never been an academic person. Mm. So, like, I've really just... I've gone, well, that's a stupid... Like, I've argued with the exam. That's stupid. Like, my father, I was like, ugh, that's stupid. And then I've been like, ugh. And then just gone, whatever. Like, if I can pass, whatever. Like, it was just never a drive for me, whereas if it's something that I really enjoy, 
I want it to be amazing. You want to pour everything into it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But I need multiple things on. Like right now at work, it's busy. Thank you, Patch. And aside from the fact that Premiere Pro deleted, oh, re- no, no, it reformatted oh, Premiere the Pro. five videos that I spent making, I spent my whole day making yesterday and then Classic. it reformatted them all and made them all blue. Oh, shit. Oh. And deleted all the audio. Premier so aside from that, like this? I was doing really well. Adobe is the shittest. Yeah, and they cost the most too. But yeah. they're industry standard and they have been for ages. Exactly. Yeah, they have the they have the monopoly. <laughs> fuck yeah. you, Adobe. This is when Adobe hears us and is like, ha, ah, fuck you. Put all. it on the record. Yeah. Fuck Delete. you, Adobe. <laughs> oh, do you know the other like company I hate so much is Facebook? Oh, uh, they are doing my Meta. head in at the moment. Meta, yeah, it's like trying to get support, and it's like you're talking to people that don't they know as much as you know. And I'm like, well, <laughs> and then they send you a link to a help article. I'm like, well, that's fucking great. I've already read this ten times over. It doesn't give me the answer. Do you know the answer? I'm gonna have to call you, ma'am. And then it's like I'll call you between this time and this time. They never call you, and yeah. then they email you, and it's like they didn't even they don't even acknowledge the fact that they tried to call you if they even did, and it's just oh. like. Oh. Worse, and it's the it's the different platforms that do the same thing mm. just in slightly different variations, mm. like the ad center, the uh, oh yeah, business suite, oh, and so the business stupid. manager. It's like oh, you all do oh. this. Do you know what I found at work today? So our Facebook business manager is so we've been having trouble connecting our work Instagram to. It's connected to our business manager, but it's not connected to our Facebook page. Yes. Ugh. And so anyway, I found out today that no one has admin access. So it's connected to our business manager, to which no no one has admin access to it. We all have partial access, but no one can grant us admin access. And I'm going, oh. So in short. And Facebook are like, I'm going to have to send this to our technical experts. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard anything. I guarantee that just goes to some sort of like desk somewhere in Palo Alto where they're like, Delete. <laughs> <laughs> he just printed out and then shredded. Yeah. <laughs> this never happened. Okay. Final of the serious questions. Oh. This is kind of actually even not really that serious. No. Oh, yes. Let's talk about overcoming fears mm. and embracing new challenges. Mm. Mostly, but how do you make it go from Wellington? <laughs> Sorry? The train. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. I like, realised that. How do you make it go from Wellington? How do you make it go from Wellington? Let me tell you, people, you click the double arrow in the and it swaps top it. right corner and it swaps it and makes it go from Wellington. Um, Last year. Do you, no. want to, do you want to tell the backstory behind yeah. this question? Yeah. And then it can come from you. Yeah. Yeah, so. We will be silent. When, uh, when I was coming to visit. And I was coming on the train in Wellington for the first time, and the timetable read everything from Parapara Umu to Wellington Central. And I was like, this is all fucking well and good, but I'm coming from Wellington Central. And I just could not for the life of me. Now, this is, I, I take issue. It's a design flaw. I take issue with the user experience, but also I'll admit that there was just some naivety. And this is, this is exactly what I referred to when I was saying, like, I get... I get stressed out in situations that break my status quo. Yeah. And it and it literally physically makes me feel ill. 
and so you and I were laughing. I, yeah, and you two are just laughing the whole time. <laughs> just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And it and it is, and it is, and I can acknowledge it like afterwards. And now like catching the train is yeah. easy and old hat for me, and like I totally am happy to yeah. do it. But that first time I was freaking. <laughs> I was like, bro, how does this work? Like and it's not even like I haven't caught trains before. Like I went to work every day on a train in Singapore. Right? So different like, there though. So different. It's so much easier. Yeah. There. And so like I just heard heaps of horror stories and whenever I lived in Wellington, like I'd lived in Wellington for eight years now all up. <laughs> And I've always lived walking distance of wherever I needed to be. Yeah. So I've always lived 30 minutes out of the city tops walking. And and so, like, for, for me to then need to use the, like, public transport system that I keep hearing all these, like, horror stories about, I was panicking. <laughs> I was going, oh, God, what if I get on there and, like, I'm on the wrong train? Or, like, what if I miss it and then there's not another one for, like, an hour? Not thinking logically at the time. It's like, yeah, then catch the next one in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> My brain is going, end of the world, end of the world. I'm going to have to run. It's very, it's, like, I often, I often feel like my brain has the same voice that you guys give to Patch. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> Train not gonna come for hours. Oh shit! How my girlfriend Wellington. There's so, so many instances of that as well, though. Jeez, like, taxing on But there's there's heaps of instances of that in my life that are really dumb small things. Like yeah. that if if something ever breaks the status quo, you'd be you'd be forgiven for thinking that I really didn't want to do it. Yeah, and that's because. My gut is telling me I don't, and my brain is going, no, no, you, you've got this. You're a grown-up. But, like, there's instances where, like, somebody might say, do you want to grab a coffee before work? And I, like, get up at the same time every morning, have a shower at the same time every morning, take X amount of time to get dressed, take X amount of time to do my hair, pack my tote bag, walk out the door the exact same route every day. Yeah. And then somebody goes, do you want to throw a spanner in that works? And I'm going, like... I would love to, but my stomach is currently telling me that's danger. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and, that's, and that's exactly, like, why I have to do these things. And so, yes, the first time that I was coming out here, I got, on, got on the train and I got super stressed. But every but time since nice then. Experience. But then do you remember the second time and you yeah. comforted that man who was the first time he he'd been on the first train? Time, his first time on the train as well, yeah. And, you're like, and I was like, it's my second time. I remember him saying that, I remember him sitting down opposite and he was with his daughter. And he was he was like 70 or something like that. His daughter must have been in her like 30s. And he he goes like, oh, he's looking around at everyone. He's like, it's my first time on, on the train. And I'm, I sort of looked at him like, oh, yeah. He goes, you guys must do this all the time. And I went, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's my second time on the train. I do this all the time. <laughs> and I was like, it's all good, buddy. You just get off of the, 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 you know, the stop that they tell you to get off it. You know, whatever the thing <laughs> comes up, wherever you off. need to go, you just get off there and that's it. And he's like, oh, yeah, cool. It's like you've also got your daughter with you who's just going to drag you around. <laughs> but you were there, you were his moral support, and it's lovely. He was, he was a lovely man. From Wellington. I did make it, I did make it go. You overcame that fear. And yeah. You, yeah. I can't believe you've listed that as a serious question. Yeah. Well, this has been, I mean, we've had this on the plan since before we even recorded the first episode. We yeah, have we had have. a Jeremy podcast called How Do You Make, make it, go it Go from Wellington? Is that what you're going to call this? How do you make it go? We might do. 
you'll find, find out. Find That's out a yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> the actual non-serious question, but I got AI to write. Oh no! If you I could know. be a hot dog. <laughs> Next week's one is quite funny. One hundred percent Chicago hot dog. If you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, but it had to be prepared in a different way every time, what food would you choose and how many different ways do you think you could realistically prepare it before going insane? Oh, this is a great question. I fucking love this question. It's good, right? Um, I mean, whenever somebody asks this question, I always have to, question? like, add some parameters. No, you know, like, like if you could only eat one food uh, okay. for the rest of your life kind of thing. It's like... Okay. If I say pasta, am I literally only just having pasta and nothing else? Or is no, it like... No, because it has to, to be prepared in a different way every time. In which case, pasta. 100%. I, I pretty much do that now. <laughs> like, 90% of the dinners I cook are just different how much, how much pasta do you think you could eat before you'd be like, oh, fuck, I never want to see another pasta... Bow tie, spaghetti, <laughs> fusilli ever add, in my life. You can add other things to it, right? You can add Yeah, that's what I was it. just asking. But, yeah. Yeah, but like, but yeah, before yeah. you look at a bowl of pasta and you just like scream at it. Actually, yeah, I have gotten sick of pasta before. I'd say maybe realistically then my answer changes to bread. Mm, like fair. different kinds of bread and then doing different things with bread. You mm. toast bread, you make a sandwich out of it. You can do something. You can make bread and butter pudding. You can make mm. bread and butter pudding. You can just like eat toasty. a slice of bread on its own, as Rosie <laughs> saw me do once and freaked out. <laughs> he really hasn't grown up. Do you think that that's like that's the final stage? Is when you come to just eat the slice of bread and you're like, "This is it. This is the end. I can't eat any more bread." I guarantee that would be like my third thing that I do. <laughs> it would just be plain bread. Bread comes up. Bread, bread with com- butter. Bread comes up. Two pieces of bread. <laughs> Bread sandwich. bread sandwich, three pieces of bread. <laughs> Mine would be spinach. No. <laughs> no, it would not. Because you can put it in smoothies, you can put it in pasta dishes, you can put it in... This is where the bounds of the question is like... Yeah, it's like, is it... I can I only eat that one food? You can only eat that one thing. Because then you can't add anything to it, so yeah, you can't yeah. have butter with your bread. That's what I'm saying. I would just have bread because I reckon I'd be well, able to do that. Prepare. Oh. So you're just eating spinach. <laughs> I, I take boiled to that. Boiled, sautéed. I'm gonna die. Do you know what? Do you know what a good answer to this question would be? Potatoes. Ooh, yeah, you potatoes. Could do fries, I, roast potatoes, I mashed potatoes. potatoes. That's no, my no, no, answer. No, 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 my no. Now. You chose spinach. It's on the record. <laughs> it's on the record. <laughs> For some fucking bizarre reason. <laughs> I just thought you didn't like spinach. Like, I love spinach. Oh, okay. I have spinach for breakfast and sometimes well, for lunch. Well, you'll be sometimes eating it for the rest of your life in this scenario. <laughs> Potatoes. Raw spinach. 100%. Potatoes yeah. are, alongside dogs, <laughs> potatoes. One of your favourite foods. <laughs> potatoes are the greatest gift ever to humans. Dogs, dogs and potatoes are the best things. We don't. We are not deserving of either. Yeah, I do agree on the potato front. I'm here for potatoes. But you do think we deserve dogs? <laughs> we don't deserve potatoes. We do deserve. No, dogs. I don't think we deserve dogs. We like, don't deserve dogs or potatoes. We don't. I agree. I agree. Potatoes are. I just agree. Just amazing. One of my favourite things is the meme of. It's from Break Called Kimmy Schmidt and it's Titus and Kimmy hugging and it's like me and then the other one is potatoes in any form. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that is what holds the, the glue of my life. Very potatoes simple taste in me. <laughs> <laughs> 
very, very straightforward meme format. I do format. have a very straightforward meme format. <laughs> didn't didn't actually that. have to be the Kimmy Schmidt thing no. meme at all. Just two people hugging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's Titus's face in it that makes it amazing. <laughs> it should be the one with the guy that's like turned around yeah. away from his girlfriend looking at another girl walking away and the girl walking away should be potatoes of any kind. <laughs> The guy should be me, and then the girl should be every other food. Yeah, literally, <laughs> including spinach. Yeah, especially spinach. <laughs> especially spinach. Yeah, we should and make me alone. Me. I was thinking like spinach smoothie. No, and then you're I was just thinking eating. like pasta bag, no. and then I was thinking like <laughs> you're just eating sauteed <laughs> spinach. It also sort of sounds very nice. Though. Yeah, like I like spinach. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't take it. Off the account. leafy greens. It's a oh good yeah, one. I, I thought it was a really good one. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, okay. I think I'd go, I reckon in the levels of who would go insane first. You. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> because after, a, I think there's only so many things you can do with bloody spinach. I think I'd go insane because I don't think spinach would keep you alive for that yeah, long. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. You'd have so to be. very good iron levels. So. You'd have very almost good iron And then or I think iron. it would be you. Are you underestimate how much I like bread. And then, because I've chosen nutrition. God's greatest gift to earth alongside dogs. So you'll never die. Potatoes. So I would go and say no. Please say it alongside dogs. I keep thinking about it in the context <laughs> of food. Oh, no. and I'm like, please don't eat dogs. I don't eat dogs. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> that shouldn't be why you don't eat dogs. I mean, I also don't eat dogs because I don't, wouldn't eat dogs. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. That is, the, that is the final of the questions. Thank you so much, Thank Auntie you. Jeremy, for being the very first guest on Thank the Girls you. Without Degrees Thank podcast. Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. I feel like I've just talked for ages, which is my favourite pastime. So. Story of our lives. It's the story of our lives. Story. Why do you think we started a podcast? <laughs> Maybe I should start a podcast. Nah. All right, tune in next week for Single Boy with Degree. <laughs> single Boy with a Degree. One boy, one degree. <laughs> what can he do? Not much. <laughs> More country music. Wait, what's playing now? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to listen. Oh my god. Do you know it? But speaking of country music, the guy I saw today in Austin. Mum and I came out of the. Oh, I will put the video. You need to I will, post that. I will post it on Instagram. It was the most amazing thing ever. Well, hit us with the culture. Oh no, okay. Hit us with a culture update, but starting with this famous person, because even I don't know Excuse about this. Me. I can't do the culture roundup until I've had my song. Oh shit! <laughs> what? Oh my god, that's what, what we're waiting this? for. <laughs> I'm out of I'm out of whack. I'm sitting in the wrong place. I'm looking at you through a screen. It's not mm-hmm. normal. Rose, Rose, Coach Roundup. Wow. I hope that was as loud for everyone else as it was for me. Okay, my Coach Roundup. Starting off with. So, when yes. I say who this is, you might not know. You've seen the parent trap, right? Yes. You know the dad. I know this song that's playing. Of course you do. Sorry. So you know the, the actor who plays the dad in the parent trap, or the dad in the parent trap. I saw him today in the state capitol building, being honoured by the Senate for his contribution or his career, because he's from Texas. And I was like, wait, I was ah. like, wait, that's Dennis, 
it said like on the front, mum and I sat up in the gallery and it was like Dennis Quaid. And I was like, oh, Dennis Quaid, the actor. And then I looked down and I was like, Dennis Quaid, the actor is right there. And yeah, mum and I like took pictures of him. My mum was saying, uh-huh. and it was like the highlight of our day that we saw Dennis Quaid. And then we watched Parent uh-huh. Trap this evening. Look at you go. But, <laughs> did you? Did. Because obviously I didn't realise this. I kind of knew, I obviously knew that South by Southwest happens here. South by Southwest is this week. So every Uber we've gotten into is like, oh, are you guys here for South by Southwest? And I was like, no, we're not. We're not. We're not interesting no. enough for that. And I've had to explain to my mum so many times what South by Southwest is. <laughs> and she and she goes, is it is it like Austin's equivalent to the Great Yorkshire Show, which is an agricultural show? <laughs> and I was like, mm, yes, but kind of. But you know, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are going to be here at the end of the week, and Kerry Washington's been here, and so has Miranda Kerr, and all these other cool business leaders. Um, so yeah, it's kind of similar. But not really. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> okay. Same lines. Other cultural roundup options. Amazing. So, obviously, did you Austin? see... So, obviously, you saw Cara Delevingne looking real, like, strung out and unwell last year. She yeah. obviously then did that interview on the front cover of Vogue when she was shot with Annie Leibovitz, which was yeah. amazing. And then her at the Oscars in that red dress. She looked phenomenal she looked insane I was gonna say that before when you were like before you said looking unwell I was like she looked beautiful and then you said last year I was like yeah last year she looked (laughs) super skinny and she she was I mean she was a drug addict yeah it was really sad and it was awful to see um but it was amazing oh my gosh she looked incredible and I'm so happy for her that she is on a process of a recovery journey it's great I'm sure it's not going to be easy for her but yeah it's amazing and it's so exciting she is gorgeous. So gorgeous. That red dress was so oh, gorgeous. Perfection. And she just looked yeah. beautiful. And you could tell that she was just like feeling herself again, which was so lovely to see. Yeah. So lovely to see. Second culture round of item. Awesome. Oh my God. Did you see that the Kardashians might not be invited to this year's Met Gala? No, I did not say so that. So apparently Drama. Anna Winter is having a big, like, tidy up slash refresh of the guest list and apparently the kardashians might not be Mm. any of the kardashians including kim might not be making the cut i mean there was rumors that kim was always going to maybe miss a few years or like miss this year but yeah there's rumor that none of them are going so no kendall no kim no kylie and people are obviously pretty torn because I'm not going to lie, the Kardashians do usually bring quite the show to the Met Gala, but they always do. But I don't know. I wonder if it's maybe as a result of the whole backlash with the Marilyn dress. Uh, potentially. Mm. I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. a lot of drama, but yeah, I don't know. If, then obviously other people are being like, yay, thank God they're not coming. They're tacky and... Yeah. yeah which I mean when you look at what Kylie wore last year this is a very personal opinion but I was like are you what <laughs> I don't get this like I know fashion but I don't like, get I this kind, I kind of got it because it was a nice tribute to Virgil Abloh but it was just a bit like it just I don't know it just she, she just somehow made it look a little bit trashy I don't know I don't yeah. know if it's just because it's kind of like her personal brand is just maybe a bit kind of it's not particularly like high fashion so she didn't make it look high fashion because she wears a lot of like yeah. fashion over type stuff 
end so she just kind of yeah I don't know it's probably a honestly if she just took the hat off it probably yeah, would have been hat, fine the hat didn't have to do it like I get she was an off-white bride but yeah. the hat didn't the hat wasn't the one yeah okay. the baseball in cap. other news so Law Roach yes who is the stylist for Zendaya and also did was styling mm. Celine Dion for ages you know when Celine Dion like had that transformation into being unbelievably cool and fashionable he yeah. did that he has announced today that he is retiring due to politics and like snipiness and bitchiness and he's not going to start de-styling anymore and he did Zendaya he dressed Hunter Schaffer yesterday for the Oscars he just dressed Celine Dion he's done like some really amazing work yeah. and yeah apparently he's just like and interestingly Zendaya's just signed a new contract with Louis Vuitton so I wonder if it's got something to do with that well, interesting. Mm, yeah. I feel like I would get that, the bitchiness and stuff. Like, you can kind of see it from the outside. Oh, sure. But, yeah, sad because he was really good. Oh, sure. He was really good. And on a final note, Lindsay Lohan is having a baby. <laughs> yeah, she is she? Say that she is pregnant. So cute. I know. Adorable. Oh, my gosh. You need to film a little trashy rom-com. Yeah, oh, my gosh. When she's yes, pregnant. She, oh, yes, she does. Oh, and that would also, be so good. Law Roach styled Lindsay Lohan when she was on the circuit promoting that christmas film oh yeah so it all ties in together oh, oh i loved her up yeah then too. me too and oh, so, yeah so, so it's very sad. sad that he has left the game because he was very very good but yeah and that is all for me for Bummer. roundup is there a wedding roundup uh, there is kind of a oh there is a wedding, wedding update there yes. is yeah well there's an up well not much of an update it's quite an entertaining one and you'll know who this person was so i've had about five people message me someone's outfit from the oscars and they're like you should wear this at your wedding can you like i can't even remember her name i don't know her she was wearing like something like a really thin boob tube and then a low waist it's white Schaffer, who was styled by that by law okay well i'm gonna say i was like uh high expectations team i am not having my boobs out and my nipples covered all the wedding she must have literally stood there for a second stood still and someone must have immediately come and like covered her in a blanket or something because i just can't imagine all over like surely. surely, but she wore it all night, didn't she? Or like most of the night before yeah, the after party? Yeah, I think she did, but like... The awards, like, <laughs> that's insane. I mean, credit to her. I'm not wearing that for my wedding. I just want everyone to know before you ask me. <laughs> I am not putting anything like that on. That's what she thinks. Nothing there. That's what she thinks. <laughs> but I have a, a bit of a funny yes, update. So um, the brand that I've bought my dress from are having a sample sale and they're just getting rid of a whole lot of stuff, which is quite funny because the other dress I was t- um, like torn with is on sale for cheaper than I bought the first dress on sale for. Anyway, I was like, okay, what? Right. doesn't matter. Okay. So I was, I had to get a blood test today, which I'm not very good oh. at. <laughs> I know I was like, Bleh. and I just said to I, the lady was like, are you not good with this? And I was like, no. So I was looking at my phone over kind of towards mm-hmm. my right hand side because yeah. I didn't want to see. Yeah and she looked at what I was looking at I was looking at the sample sale and just as I scrolled past my dress she goes oh you that's awful for a wedding dress I don't get why girls want to be so sexy and slutty these days (laughs) (laughs) 
And I was just like, I I felt like she was an old lady. She'd already been going on about the Oscars and what people are wearing these days. And she was like, I'm not a prude. And I was like, you're such a prude. Anyway. Right. So my dress is not like, do not expect to see any. I mean, my mother and my mother in law were there. She makes it seem, mother in law, she makes it seem like you were there when I bought it. uh, Like PVC short dress. I know. Actually, spoiler alert, everyone, that is what it is. It is slutty. The the theme is sluts. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Come as hoes. Come dressed if you're invited as a hoe. Oh my god, that's so rude. Um, that's oh my god, so it was rude. So funny. It was. And so I just kind of I I looked at her, I was like, I bought this dress a few months ago oh and no. this is my wedding dress. And she was like, Oh, oh no. well, I guess like she tried to save herself. She was like, I guess because you're tall, but and then she started talking about like plunging necklines and not be like not leaving anything for imagination. And I was just like Yes. Here you go, everyone. Here are my boobs. You don't have to imagine them. You can't get up. That is, like, yeah. No. Do you know what? That is the silliest it's, thing. That, that that's fine. Oh by me. my god. That's so. So rude. anyway, she did. It was so funny. It was like exactly that dress, and I there were. It was only they only had one on the sample sale too, so it wasn't like it was. Yeah. You know, I was scrolling and I stopped for a moment to look at it, and then she was like, "Meh, meh, meh," and I was like, oh. "Okay." Okay. Sorry, random lady. That's so rude. So, but that is funny. Yeah. So, other than that, that's my wedding update. We're very slow moving, but we need to be a bit faster. Yeah. So I'm stressed. If that helps, anything. Um, I mean, that's 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 a fun wedding update. Yay! <laughs> update. I'm stressed. <laughs> It'll be all right. It'll be fine. It's all gonna be okay. And with that, I guess we will be live together again next week, which is very exciting. I miss miss you you too. Bye, team. Bye. Bye.